listening to Ranking Tracks, part of CKCC Radio. And now your host, Jeff Trollowitz. And welcome to episode number 18 of Ranking Tracks here on CKCC Radio. Today we're going to be talking about a classic album from the 80s. Not 100% in my wheelhouse, but also not 100% out of it. I do have a little bit of history with this one, so we're going to talk about that before we get started. You're probably asking, what album is it? Well, I will let you know that we will be talking about Motley Crue's 1989 album, Dr. Feelgood. This album was released back in September 1st, 1989, was recorded throughout 88 to 89. It is 11 tracks long, with five of them being singles. Again, you don't see a lot of that these days, where almost half the album is a single. Um, Wikipedia lists it as four or three different genres. Glam metal, which is a good way of saying hair metal. We have hard rock and heavy metal. Now, I don't know that I would consider this heavy metal. I think that uh, there's too many, especially on this particular album, there's way too many ballads to be considered a heavy metal album. I I guess I can see where they're going with it, but not really. So uh, I talked about my history with this album. Now, kids... I want you to sit back and remember a time before we all had music on our phones. I, uh, back in 1989, when I was 12, and doing what was known as a walkathon for my high school to uh, get money for charity by walking a bit, kind of like a. I don't know if they still do it anymore, but I had to have my uh, Walkman where it was a little cassette tape player with a headset to listen to music. And the album that I listened to on that particular walkathon was Dr. Feelgood. So I will always have fond memories of that album for doing that back in the day. Like I said, I was 12 years old when this came out. I wasn't much of a, a rocker myself, um... I remember I did have a Cinderella, Cinderella vinyl, and it took me a while to before I actually played it to realize that they were actually dudes and not women. So, obviously, with Motley Crue, did not have that issue. You know, growing up, you hear Cinderella, you automatically think Disney, not don't know what you got till it's gone. So, I thought that was an amusing story. Uh... This album was fairly popular, especially at the time. I mean, it definitely hit. It was number one in the top Billboard 100 or 200. Uh, charted in several different countries. Had quite a few singles that charted in other countries that weren't necessarily number one. A lot of them were anywhere between, just looking at it, I see between six to 78 so a lot of a lot of songs that were considered hit or miss but i think the album itself actually stands up really well um doing some research for this did not know there were two very big guest stars singing background for this album one shouldn't really surprise you steven tyler kind of the same genre i Aerosmith is a little less metal 
than, say, Motley Crue. But, yeah, Steven Tyler appears on this album. They were recording Pump uh, not too far from where this album was being recorded. So they're just like, hey, do you want to come in? Sure, why not? And then, weirdly, Brian Adams. You would not expect Brian Adams to be on a Motley Crue album. But they actually were on the same song. They recorded background vocals for a song that we'll talk about. So, with that in mind, let us start talking about Motley Crue's Dr. Feelgood. And we're going to start with the 11th song, my 11th favorite song off the album, which is the first song, or if you want to call it that. It's called TNT, Terror in Tinseltown. I'm not exactly sure what the point of this is, to be honest with you. Starts off with music... And then we hear a uh, emergency call for a ambulance, and yeah, it was just kind of I, I I I'm not sure why they put it on the album to be honest. Um, it's Motley Crue though, so a lot of things you could question about. So yeah, my eleventh favorite thing off this album is TNT Terror in Tinseltown. My 10th favorite song off the album is going to be track number 9. It's called She Goes Down, and it is about exactly what you would expect it to be. Nothing says great song like a song about oral sex. Again, I'm not complaining. Uh, would have liked a little bit more uh, variety of lyrics other than she goes down, she goes down, she goes down, down, down. All night long, she goes down, she goes down, 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 down. I mean, it's as straightforward as you can get. So, um, it's just about a woman who uh, is apparently really good at oral sex. You know, she makes me feel good every day, anyway. She goes down all night long. She goes down, she goes down, 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 down. Yeah. They don't write them like they used to, I guess. Next up is going to be track number three. Uh, it is called Slice of Your Pie. Uh, I am not going to read you the lyrics because they would put Ted Nugent's Jailbreaker to shame. Uh, so yeah, it's kind of creepy song. Uh, I do not recommend looking up the lyrics yourself. So, I mean, it is what it is. It's a good rock song. I will give them that. It's on par with... Uh, Jailbreaker from Ted Nugent, but uh, yeah, twelve-year-old me did not know what half these songs were about. I'm gonna be honest with you there. I absolutely love when the numbers work out the way they are. My eighth favorite song is the eighth song off the album. It is called Sticky Sweet. This is the one that features the unlikely combination of Stephen Tyler from Aerosmith and Brian Adams of well, Brian Adams. Um, again, there's, there's nothing really special with the lyrics on this one. Uh, when she calls me up, my voice, it starts to shake. She says, come right over, over right away. Oh, good, there's a fire in my pants. Then lightning strikes, and she laughs that evil laugh. She's so sticky, so sticky, so sticky. She's so sticky, so sticky. She's so sticky sweet. Again, say what you will about, uh... Nikki Six and his and Mick Bars, they have 
a way with words that are kind of naughty. And I'm, again, okay with it. The fact that Adult Me has put the three songs about sex at the end of the list. I don't know that 12-year-old me would have agreed completely with it, but yeah. Again, the, the lyrics are just repetitive. There's nothing groundbreaking. Uh, nice nice euphemism, euphemisms for sex throughout. I mean, this might as well just be a, uh, a Kiss album at this point with all the uh, innuendos. And in, in honor of the Todd, I say this, in her endo. Uh-huh. Yes, I just threw in a Scrubs reference. Deal with it. And moving on to the next song. Any guesses what this song's about? That's right. Track number four is about sex. She's a sex machine. She keeps her engine hot, her motor clean. The way she moves across the floor, the way she shakes her hips and licks her lips. Come on there, girl, won't you shake that thing? Doing the rattlesnake shake. And then the lyrics continue. She's got sassy class. Bring you to your knees when she shakes her ass. Uh, again, it, it is what it is. I'm, And I know my comments may make me come off kind of as a prude. I am not. Uh, I just think that there's... Uh, I'm just not necessarily a huge fan of sex songs. I mean, I do like some of them. Uh... And again, I'm not saying that these songs are bad. They're just not necessarily my taste, as you will see as the rest of the album is pretty much, with the exception of two other songs, are pretty much all ballads. So, as I have said many times on this podcast, I am a sucker for a good love song, and that will become abundantly clear throughout the rest of this podcast. And the next song I'd like to talk about on the countdown is going to be track number... Hey, Jeff. Um, what you up to? Adrian Cotton, host of Motivational Moves here on CKCC Radio. What are you doing here in the studio? Oh, not much. Figured I'd swing by and see if you've heard of my uh, two books, AWO Big Time Players, Episode 1, The Beginning of Change, as well as AWO Big Time Players, Episode 2, Continuing to Grow. Uh, yeah, actually, you and I have talked about your books, because remember, we are the authors of pain here at CKCC Radio. We're both published authors, so of course I knew about that. Is there anything um, else I can help you with? Um, did you know about my travel agency, which you can find at emersoncotton.intellitravel.com? It's suitable for all your travel needs, whether you want to hotel stay, vacation stay, or even car rent. Uh, yeah, I did know about that, and I will definitely keep you in mind the next time I travel, so, uh... Yeah, is there anything else I could help you with? Mm, no, just pass through. Thought I'd share some information. All right, well, uh, thanks for stopping by, I, I think. All right, well, uh, I'm going to keep going now with the countdown. I'm starting to think that maybe I need to uh, change the locks on the studio as Adrian has found his way back in to talk about his podcast, his books, as well as his new travel agency. But then again, I'm always glad to talk about them as well with Adrian, so check those out. Now, before we get any further talking about that, let's go ahead and keep going with the countdown. My next favorite song is the last song off the album. It's called Time for Change. And again, uh, 
like when I was talking about Van Halen's Right Now, this is a pretty good song for the world that we're living in now, without getting too political, of course. The lyrics are, I heard some kids telling me how they've lost all the faith in the way they've been talking world peace and in the, the wars on the street. The lines on their face so deep, a revolution or reach out and touch today, we're overdue, child. Change, now it's time for change. Nothing stays the same, now it's time for change. And again, when you look at how I've been ranking some of the other songs off this album, how many songs there have that have been blatantly sexual, and then you have songs like this, which are a complete departure and a complete uh, change of pace, which I enjoy. Now, obviously, you, you can't have all songs about sex. Again, not that that's a bad thing. I'm, I don't not condone that, but it is good to hear a different variety as well. So... My sixth favorite song off the album is Time for Change. And next up, we have the next song that we're going to talk about is the uh, first single. Is that Well, it was actually the third single off of it, but the first single we're going to talk about. Uh, nothing beats a good, fun breakup song. And I'm looking at you. Don't go away mad. Just go away. I mean, let's be honest. There's plenty of people each of us would like to say that to. Uh, so, yeah, it was released. It was, like I said, it was the third single released, released back in 1990. Uh, as far as its ranking, it didn't really do too well. Uh, did not hit number one. I'm sorry, I said it was the third single. It's actually the fourth single off the album uh, back in 1990. It did, uh, it did all right as far as it was not in the top 10. It was number 19 on the Billboard, 113 on the mainstream uh, rock chart. You know, again, like I said, it's a fun breakup song. You don't get too many of these. So, uh, again, I, I give them credit for a fun, we could sail away, we could create, catch a freight train or a rocket ship into outer space nothing left to do too many things were said to ever make it feel like yesterday did seasons must change separate paths separate ways if you blame it on anything let's blame it on the rain wonder if that helped inspire millie vanilli you never know but the fifth song is don't go away mad just go away my fourth favorite song is the fifth song off the album it is pure rock and roll. It is pure adrenaline. It is kickstart my heart with lyrics. When I get high, I get high on speed. Top fuel, funny cars are drugs for me. My heart, my heart, kickstart my heart. Always got the cops coming after me. Custom built bike doing 103. Skydive naked from an aeroplane or a lady with a body from outer space. My heart, my heart, kickstart my heart. Say I got trouble, trouble in my eyes. I'm just looking for another good time. So yeah, I mean, this is, between this and the title track, which is still to come, uh, for me is pure, unadulterated rock and roll. And when you think about, again, this came out in the 80s where a lot of the music was synthesizer and, you know, silly. But there we started to get albums like this and... Guns N' Roses, 
uh, this album actually inspired Metallica to hire the producer from this album to produce Metallica's first album. So again, it, it tells you exactly where the music was shifting to, and I, I think you know we needed more genres at the time. Where again, nothing against synth pop. There is a time and a place for it. And we were starting to move away from it and getting more of the uh, rock of Metallica and White Snake and Guns N' Roses and Poison and things like that. So uh, we had it in the early 80s with Twisted Sister and Quiet Riot. Kind of died out a little bit and then we started to get that music back. Kickstart My Heart was also the second single off the album, released back in November. Uh, again, made it into the top 100 as far as Billboard, but was not necessarily a big hit back in the day, uh, topping out at 27. I know that there is, and this is going to sound weird, there is a country album that is a tribute to Motley Crue. And this is one of the songs that they covered. Uh, I remember it's Justin Moore. So if you like, you know, weird cover songs that should not work, but probably do, check out Justin Moore's version of Kickstart My Heart. Another song that did not do really well back in the day, but I think uh, definitely has had more wings since then is same old situation SOS uh, the lyrics really don't make a lot of sense if I were to just read them it doesn't necessarily uh, go with a lot come on girls haha got something to say she's got an alligator bag to top hat to match dressed in black on black she's got a Filipino girl she claims is her friend I tell you boys you just gotta laugh now, I used to call her Cindy now she changed her name to Sin I guess the name of the game I really used to love her then the kitty she discovered it's got to be a sexual thing so yeah uh, dude just discovered his uh, girlfriend's bisexual so that is the meaning of the song it's the same old, same old situation. Yeah, because that happens often. Another song that got the country uh, cover version for that album that I was just talking about is the title track. It is Dr. Feel Good. It is the first single off the original album. Uh, the cover was actually done by the Mavericks. Um, it is a song basically dedicated to the dude's drug dealer so but then again when you just found out that your girlfriend is bisexual you probably need some drugs rat tail jimmy is a secondhand hood deals out in hollywood got a 65 chevy prim primered flames traded for some powdered goods jigsaw jimmy he's running a gang but i hear he's doing okay got a cozy little job with the mexican mob packages of candy cane he's the one they call dr feelgood he's the one that'll make you feel all right Again, it, it, lyrically, it's nothing groundbreaking. Um, but again, as I was talking about with Kickstart My Heart, this is a great rock and roll song from back in the day. And that leads only one more song to discuss. My number one song off the album, which was also the third single. It is the great ballad Without You. It is 
it peaked at number eight on the top 100. And again, when you think Motley Crue, you don't necessarily think ballads, but they definitely had their fair share of them. Uh, with this, the other ones that I talked about on the album, and of course, Home Sweet Home. Um, uh, lyrics are, without you, there's no change. My nights and days are gray. If I reached out and touched the rain, it wouldn't feel the same. Without you, I'd be lost. I'd slip down from the top. I'd slip down so low, girl, you'd never, never know. Without you, without you, a sailor lost at sea. Without you, woman, the world comes down on me. I just, I, I think it's a very powerful uh, ballad. I think it is very heartfelt. Uh, I think it's one of the most beautiful songs there are, is out there. So, and like I said, I am a sucker for uh, love songs. I have always been. I will probably always be. Um, this is, between this and Home Sweet Home are my two favorite Motley Crue songs. Even though, again, when you think the crew, you think sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Literally and figuratively, but they were able to craft some beautiful lyrics as well. So my number one song off Dr. Feelgood is going to be Without You. Uh, in two weeks, I am going to be joined in the studio by the host of United We Fan, Mr. Mark Adams. Uh, it will actually be our second time podcasting together because him and I were guests on Chris Ranks the Universe. That is where we met. Uh, and we will be discussing one of his favorite albums. We're going to go back to the 90s this time, talk some Hootie and the Blowfish. So look for that. We will be discussing Cracked Rear View. That should be fun. Check out United We Fan. They are a sister uh, podcast to the CKCC Radio, a great nerd podcast talking about all things nerd. Uh, Absolutely love the podcast, so check them out. Check all the other great shows here on CKCC Radio, including The Nerd Table, which is going to be expanding with the addition of Dan. Uh, Russell Talk is going away, so a lot of big changes coming to CKCC Radio. Uh, but uh, uh, as I've said before, we're not going anywhere with our two podcasts, so check us out as well. And in the meantime, have a good one, everyone. Thank you for listening.